You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. All right. So, uh, I, I, you know, oh, I, I thought about what, you know, how do you even start a mid-apocalypse podcast? Like, what's the, is there a, is there a thing that people are doing? I have no idea, dude. I have been just like glued to my Xbox and my computer for the last month. And that's the thing. Like since let let me just do this little stupid bit where I do my my voice. Uh, Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again. I'm your host, Cam Harless. And with me, as always, is Chuck. I can't even get it right. (laughs) One more time. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again, the best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. Chuck and I will be your guides as we peer into the ridiculous reality that is our society and our government. Let's get to it. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again. I'm your host, Cam Harless, and with me as always is Chuck, the sick into gulag, DeGroot. Now we have that out of the way, you know, we can just do whatever we want. All right. So this whole, like we, the last episode that we did was close to a month ago, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it has to have been. Because we, we talked about the boomer remover, which was my favorite term at the time. I don't know. Do you have a new favorite term? Because the Rona has been going around. No, I mean, we, we call it, we call it Ronies in this house because <laughs> that's what, um, Shane Gillis on his podcast, that's what he called it, and it just kind of stuck with us. I'm, I don't I don't listen to it. My wife listens to that podcast. Well, what I love is, yeah, what, I mean, there's not been, I, I have not paid a lot of attention to a lot of the news, because all of it's about this stupid virus. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I heard enough, because I think, I think we talked about it in what? I know I talked about it in an episode before you came on. And I know we talked about it at least twice in two other episodes, you know, like I'm right. I was done with the thing and that's all the news is about. I mean, yeah. the only highlights that I can think of during this, this pandemic have been Trump making sure he calls it the Chinese coronavirus, you know, pointing mm-hmm. out and, you know, the pushback because that's racist. But I think. One of, I don't I want to hear your thoughts on this because there are a lot of memes that go around about how Trump says China and they always they always spell it C H Y dash N U H but my thing is I'm pretty sure that's a soft G like the second part of vagina and it's like China <laughs> not China yeah. I don't know how you feel about it, but I I feel like, you know, memes should have some sort of, no, I don't give a shit. I just like saying Gina. <laughs> is this part of the episode right now? It sure is. Are we? I am shooting oh. the shit. I, 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 I don't. Oh, I, I thought, yeah, I thought we were just talking. I didn't realize this was part of the episode. Yeah, I, I'm just. <laughs> That's why I'm like checked out. Just like, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Yeah, can. Yeah, I just. <laughs> I I figure we just go over the basics of what's happened in this stupid 
damn virus to you? How's it affected you? And then maybe move on to just, you know, whatever comes to mind. Because I I know I don't want to think about it anymore. I'm sure. Yeah, you, I'm tot- I'm done. Yeah, I'm sure you don't want to think about it anymore. So there, there must be something else to talk about to get people's minds off this crap. Well, I will say just real quick regarding the uh, the Ronies situation. I don't think the last time we recorded, had they even come up with this stimulus plan yet? No, I don't because I don't remember talking about Trump bucks, which I got in my account a few days ago. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, I, I saw people talking about like, you know, if you're a libertarian and you're anti-taxation, you know, don't you dare accept those Trump bucks or whatever. <laughs> it's like, what? Like I paid, well, I'm not going to tell you exactly how much I paid in taxes last year, but let's just say that this is a very small portion of my money that I'm getting back. Right. So you're damn right I'm going to accept it. <laughs> well, that's what's funny is the the libertarians arguing with each other about whether or not we should take this money. And it's like, first off, it was direct deposited. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, I would actually have to do work to give it back, and I'm not. I'm not willing to do that. Also, and it's your money. It's mine. You already put it in. Yeah. Right. Like I. It. It. It's really, all of it's going to the uh, my tax savings fund that I had to use to move recently. Right. I mean, it's because I had to use that to get down to where where we're living now in Florida. And why not just hold back so I can send it back later? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, for me, I did, um, I did my taxes a little bit early this year. And I, I think it was before they came up with this whole stimulus idea. You know, so I did them and then things started getting really hairy and we were getting the lockdowns and stuff. And I started for a little while there, I was really concerned about finances. Yeah. So... To know that I was getting this whatever it is twenty four hundred bucks for me and my wife, I think, yeah, back it did you know ease my concerns a little bit. It made me feel a little bit better that I would at least be getting that back. Um, and then you know I get it, and then a couple days later, another estimated tax payment has to go out. <laughs> so it's like all you know all for naught. But um, I know those estimated tax payments actually we got. Um, a little bit of leeway on those. I don't think the first one is actually due until like July or something, but I just sent it out anyway because I I didn't feel like reading the actual, <laughs> you know, information on the extension and I was like I don't know if there's any strings attached to this, so I'm just going to send it out. <laughs> oh, By the way, taxes. This was something that, you know, it's is worth wrestling with. They are doing loans for people who are small business owners or um, contractors or whatever, like uh, self-employed people that may be losing mm-hmm. money right now, they're doing mm-hmm. uh, forgivable $10,000 loans. Really? Yeah. Facebook let me know about it of all, of all places. And I'm not talking about a person on Facebook. Like Mark Zuckerberg pinned it to the top of my newsfeed. <laughs> Zuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know anything about that. I did, you know, when I was getting concerned a week or two ago i did google the what whatever the new unemployment rules are yeah um to see if i would qualify for that but so what what happened was 
I don't know if people that listen to this podcast know this, but I, I'm a freelance motion designer. And conventional wisdom is that when the economy dries up like this and you hit a real slump, one of the first things to kind of get a little bit uh, cut back a little bit with the types of businesses that I work for would be the marketing budgets. Right. Um, so I was definitely, you know, concerned for a little while and, and, you know, work did slow down, especially the first couple days of lockdown. Um, I didn't have a whole lot going on, but it's kind of picked back up. You know, it's, it's slower than it was, but it, at least I got that coming in and, you know, we were concerned about my wife's job too. So looking into unemployment for that, she lucked out that, you know, her company is, is staying pretty strong through this. So good. We, I don't think we'll need to take advantage of it, but you know, for the first time in my life, I was Googling that shit because this, <laughs> this has been very stressful and concerning the last few weeks. I'm sure everybody feels that way. Oh, I mean, well, I, the audience only knows this cause I barely mentioned it, but, uh, you know, I work with Ryan that does techno agorist and the plan was for us to move down to Florida around April, June, or maybe even later, depending on when they sold their house. And so me and my wife had already planned on getting ready, looking for some houses and doing stuff like that. And we were, you know, we were shoot, we were going to shoot for June or earlier, depending on when Ryan sold his house. And then the lockdown stuff started to happen. It hadn't, it hadn't even started yet, but, you know, everyone was getting fearful. I was just like, you know, I don't really want to be this close to New York uh, or, you know, New Jersey or these other states around us that were doing larger measures and making people stay at home and do all, you know, the stuff that's all hit us in one way or another anyway. But I didn't want to be too close to New York because those people are too, too close to Philadelphia because those people can get kind of crazy. And there was even like a leaked memo to the police in philadelphia not to arrest people for mm-hmm. different crimes including theft and car theft to like catch them and release them and stuff like that and i was like ah, i don't want to be here and yeah. luckily ryan was like hey if you want to go ahead and go go ahead and go and you know we'll we'll meet y'all down here there blah blah and so we we amped up that process and we moved out of there on the 25th of march and we just got our stuff moved down and into the the new house yesterday. So f- for a month, essentially, three weeks, we were waiting on having anything in our house. We had to buy like an air mattress and all that crap just to kind of get past that time period. And and part of what was missing was your recording equipment. Yeah. So that's why we had to take kind of an extended break here. Yeah, I had I had no screens. Um, I, I had a microphone, but not one that it, it's one of those that the other one that I have that I had with me, it has a really horrible echo issue that you can get past, but it's so much work to get past that it's not worth doing like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's why we've been gone and figured we'd do a kind of a catch up hangout episode, but really one of the kickers for me when we were up in Pennsylvania that made me go, okay, we're just going to go ahead and leave now was I was in a Wawa 
and I was getting a sandwich and a you know my energy drink for the day because I'm a fat person who drink, drinks energy drinks. And this woman me was too. talking to the cashier right ahead of me. And she was going, you know who I love is Andrew Cuomo. And I really wish that our governor had the balls to put put everyone on lockdown that like that need and that needs to happen. I don't know why our government governor Oof. doesn't have any balls. And I was Oof. like, I want to get out of here. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. I I grew up in Pennsylvania on the other side of the state in Pittsburgh, and you know, all my family is still up there. So I kind of, you know, keep an eye on what's going on up there. And um, we did like a family catch up Zoom thing the other day. And they were telling me how like they all, you know, up there, everybody is wearing masks and yeah. they all have to wear masks when they go out. And, you know, I knowing, you know, my brothers and my dad, I just kind of assumed that they were like, no, I'm not doing that bullshit. But apparently they have all been. <laughs> wearing the masks and it's just sounds so much different than the way it's been in Charleston. I mean, we are on lockdown here and, you know, everyone in my neighborhood is home and they're staying in their houses and stuff, but you know, they're all, they're walking around the neighborhood and riding bikes and not wearing masks and stuff. And, you know, we went out last week and picked up a pizza and stopped at uh, the grocery store and nobody out there was wearing masks it it sounds like you know closer to these big cities is where people are are a little more uh, worked up about it. Yeah. I would say a few more people that need daddy government to take care of them. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and it's it's a bummer how you know how the the people are are just letting the media and the government play them like this. It's. From a libertarian perspective, it's uh, frustrating. And it's it's frustrating on a couple of levels because I don't know if you've heard of the uh, there's a neighborhood app. I think it's called Nextdoor or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm on it just because every now and then they'll have something for sale that we need. That you know why not? And so I I logged into that the other day. Some random dude who I think was maybe 32, like a young man was like, so I went into Publix the other day and maybe one third of people were wearing their masks. I don't know why you people can't get uh, get along with the system and start doing what you need to do so you can save lives. And like, mm-hmm. he was t- totally trying to shame randos because they didn't wear masks like he wanted them to. God, I hate these people. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I had like... The exact same situation. I saw a post on Facebook where there was a young guy looked about my age, maybe even a little younger, shaming people. Um, I, you know, this was days ago, so I don't remember if it was for masks or if it was for self quarantine or whatever. But I, I remember standing in the kitchen and seeing that and just going off on like this tirade, <laughs> you know, calling this dude a pussy and and <laughs> dropping f bombs left and right to my to my wife and and she was like she's like I know I know people are crazy <laughs> and that's what's just funny because, kind of humoring me because like I I don't I don't know about you I'm assuming you're not a mask wearer in any sense of the word but a mask wearer no no but like I I I fig my brother I love him a lot but he moved out to California 10 years ago, out to Los Angeles. And since he's been there, he, I mean, he voted for Hillary because Donald Trump is evil. And, you know, I 
I pray every day that Donald Trump is removed from office and just that (laughs) like I I don't I love Trump the same way that I love every other president of my lifetime in that I don't except for the except (laughs) for the trolling but it's like imagine letting a guy that you don't like because he said grab him by the pussy stay in your mind and have you pray to God almighty to remove them from office. Yeah. I, I know I, there, there's a a situation that's a a little bit closer to me that I, I guess I don't, I I probably shouldn't have mentioned it because I don't want to talk about it on the podcast, but well, I'm I'm probably going to have to uh, bleep out who I'm talking about. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) even, even if I, told you the relation i i find it hard to describe this story without giving up too much information but um yeah i i talk about it with my wife frequently the people that just let this guy live in their head and it's like you know the the people that kind of blame everything that's gone wrong in their life for the last I would say the last 4 years but it's like they're blaming their entire lives on right. Donald Trump and they they just can't get over him and it's like dude you you are letting this guy control you without even trying like he like this dude being in the white house is just dictating your entire life right now and like what you're focused on and upset about and ranting about and it's like just just leave it alone for a little while he's not having that much of an effect on you well, you that, know how do they let someone li- like i know it's a, a cliche but like he lives rent free in people's heads mm-hmm. like there are people who wake up every morning and think about how much they hate donald trump yeah how? yeah and that's that's i'm sure what this person that i that i'm referring to i'm i'm sure that's what she does every day because she cannot let it go for a day but yeah, but I was I was talking to him. Uh, we had a Zoom family meeting because that's what everyone's doing these days. And mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, so you know, are they? Uh, you wearing your mask when you're out? You wearing your gloves when you're out? Don't get me started on the gloves though, because that makes zero sense. Gloves? <laughs> are you taking them off and washing? I mean, I'm sorry. Like when I, for an example, today I went to Jimmy John's and got a sandwich." While I was in there, I watched the guy. He had his gloves on. He never took the, took them off the entire the entire time I was there. He typed my order onto the screen with his gloves. Then he went to make my sandwich with his gloves, which he put his hand into the bread to scoop some of the bread out with the same gloves he touched the touchscreen with, grabbed receipts, touched everything in the store without removing them. I hate gloves. And I feel like people act like it's some great thing. The only place I think that it's actually clean is in a hospital during surgery, you know, Mm -hmm. because otherwise people put on gloves. Normal people don't go, oh, hey, I need to make sure I change these regularly or, you know, I need to make sure that I don't touch anything gross with this than touch something else. It's like it's like a doggy, like when you pick up your dog's crap with a bag. That's how people treat gloves. It's like, oh, well, I can touch anything I want to because I'm wearing these gloves. Right. Yeah, I I, I saw a video on, on my Facebook feed just earlier today of a woman sitting in her car wearing her 
latex, you know, surgical gloves, like eating a sandwich yeah. with her gloves. Yeah. On. Well, and, and I, when we were driving down from Pennsylvania, I counted, what was the number? Probably about 24 people who were in their car by themselves wearing their masks. <laughs> Why? I don't know, man. It, people <laughs> have gone nuts with this thing and and they're being played by the, like this is exactly what the media wants. They they want this hysteria, they want the clicks, they want the views. You know, I I realized today that I saw a story uh from my one of my local news stations that popped up on Google about a guy who lives in North Charleston, a 55-year-old guy who just died uh with the coronavirus. And yeah. and I clicked on the article and it said, you know, he has underlying conditions. He had like type 2 diabetes or something. But it it occurred to me, so the deaths in and around Charleston are still so rare that when somebody does die, it's its own article. It's its right. own news story, you know? But the way that they that they talk about this stuff the way everybody's talking about it you think people are dropping dead left and right and yeah. i know that there has been you know a lot of deaths from this but it's they are really you know fear-mongering over this thing people people think that like if they step outside without their gloves and a mask they're gonna catch it and they're gonna without question drop dead well that you know the the, the corporate press is pushing this and they want more fear and they want to drive this the deadliness of this virus home so badly like I, why I read, do you think that is uh, well it gets like every big stupid thing gets them airtime and ad money so i mean that's always mm -hmm. in play um but th i do think that if you look at how government and um what you know the cathedral is what uh minchus molbug called it but the the government, the media establishment, the press, and the universities, uh, they kind of have a hold on our lives in a sense. You know, they define what's cool mm -hmm. through through art and movies and stuff like that. The media tells us what we're supposed to think and what we're supposed to believe. And a lot of it, most of it stems from the universities who come up with these ideas. Ideas don't go to the universities. They come from the universities and they trickle down to kindergarten. And so mm -hmm. there's th this whole cabal, but, you know, the government just enforces it. And so, you know, I do think that the government has a vested interest in it. I do think that the media wants to back the authoritarian plays of the government. I th I'm not, I'm purely speculating here, but there is a lot of fodder out there right now about how people being inside is making the environment better. Have you mm. seen some of that stuff? No, but I I can imagine. <laughs> because I I do think that there's some of the climate change activists that are that are working on this stuff and they're they're waiting for the big push on it because I keep seeing little stories here and there, but I I haven't seen a big push yet. And I yeah, and I have seen um you know, not I guess it's a meme, but it's you know this whole flatten the curve thing with the virus and I saw one that said, let's flatten this curve next. And it's like, I don't know, CO2 emissions or right. something. So, yeah, they're already starting on that. Right. On that and I think step. that I think that that is a big play uh, from the left. And it's a big play from the media and 
you know, the, the leftists in government, universities, etc. But I think they're waiting for the, the big push because there have been these little stories like, I forget where, but they were like, the dolphins return to this place because there are no people outside to pollute the waters. Mm-hmm. Or they showed uh, an image, I think from Venice, maybe, where the water was clear rather than murky. And people were like, look at the, all the pollution that's already gone away with people not being out and about. And it's like, mm. no, no, no. There were ships in the harbors that were stirring up silt and muddying up the waters, and they're not there anymore. That has nothing to do with pollution. People in Venice are still throwing their shit into the river. Right. Right. And people are so controlled by, uh, you know, their ideologies, blinded by their ideologies, and so controlled by confirmation bias that there's, you know, millions of people out there that'll look at that picture and they'll be like, yeah, that's right. See? And they will do, you know, put no effort into, you know, uh, rooting out the real cause. Like like you're saying, it's it's silt being stirred up or whatever, you know, the case may be. Yeah. There's so many people that just on the surface with the headline, with the picture, will just be like, see, we need to we need to start locking down these, you know, waterways every second Sunday. See, this is this is the new normal. <laughs> Another one. Well, first, just wait, because when when things start to normalize, like right before they start reopening the economy, Greta Thunberg's going to be back out there saying, mm-hmm. look what we were able to do, blah, blah, blah. Just think of how yeah. we can save the environment. Just just wait. She'll yeah. she'll make a comeback. Yeah, write that down, audience. <laughs> I want to see if that actually happens. That's a I think that's a strong theory that she will. <laughs> but Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, got Ugh. on Twitter the other. I don't know if it was today. I, I can't keep track of time anymore because I'm not able. I'm not doing my normal routine. So I have. I was surprised it was Saturday this morning. Um, <laughs> but he tweeted out, "Well, this is the first March in 18 years that there hasn't been a school shooting," mm. and it's like, "Well, yeah." Because people aren't in public schools and homeschoolers don't shoot up their schools. Right. <laughs> and it was like, and you should have seen the comment, the the tweets under it that were like, oh, well, this just, this just goes to prove that uh, the government is lazy. They should have been, they should have been banning assault rifles before any of this happened. Yeah. And yeah. I was like. Public schools aren't the problem. Right. It's like <laughs> the, the evidence is there that you let the kids out of prison they don't shoot each other, and yet it's because we have it. Like, how do you how do you manufacture that? The the definition of mental gymnastics, man. And everybody is so. See, I, I'm getting kind of not getting. I have been fed up with social media for a while because it's like I don't know. I feel like when I was a kid, you had these big you know corporate news media news stations that yeah. would take every little story. And they would spin them in any way that they could to fit their narrative. So, you know, back in the Bush years, you had Fox and then you had everybody else on the left. But now it's like not only are the corp- is the corporate media doing that, but every dipshit on Facebook <laughs> is taking every headline and every story and trying to spin it to fit their worldview. Right. Yeah. Their their established worldview. 
And it's like, man, is it getting old to me? Well, yeah, and the, the their programming comes the NPC programming comes from the corporate media, the corporate press. Yeah, it, they're and just so, regurgitating talking points. And it's especially bad now because everyone's home for the most part, and mm-hmm. either they don't have a job and have too much time their, on their hands and they're on Facebook, or their boss isn't going to be walking behind them, so they're on Facebook more anyway. And so you've mm-hmm. got this overflow of people that are posting and saying things and fighting, and it's like, I am fine with that. I don't care. I don't pay attention to many arguments on Twitter or Facebook. I don't argue anymore. I haven't argued with someone on Facebook in years. Yeah, but, I, I'm the same way. But, I mean, I, there used to be some fun in it, but I, I lost that sense of fun, and it just became horrible a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, and I stopped. And usually I don't care. But yesterday, my mom texts me, and she says, who is... Josh. And I was like, I don't know who there are a million of those on my Facebook. I don't know who you're talking about. And then she narrowed down who it was. And she was like, man, is he a dick? And I was like, strong words from my mother. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why? And she was like, well, she had posted something um, like not something I would have necessarily posted because I don't, you know, I have certain standards, but it was basically saying, look at all of these different things that are coming from the left that are plots and kind of anti-life and it included the coronavirus and how they were talking about it and you know including deaths in the coronavirus count of people who died of other things that but they just happened to test positive for coronavirus mm-hmm. like people like there was a kid who died of leukemia and they said it was a they counted as a coronavirus death because he counted you know he was shown to be positive for coronavirus right. But he died of leukemia. He was going right. to die anyway. Isn't that kind of nonsense at the direction of the CDC and the WHO? Yeah. Well, but th- yeah. so this guy that I knew from college went on my mom's Facebook on this post and started like she called him a troll. And I'm like, no, mom, that's not being a troll. That's being an asshole. You know, <laughs> like, there's a difference. Troll, trolling right. is an art. I know that it, the word has been diluted from its original meaning, but like, no, 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 that's not what he's doing. He's just an asshole and you should unfriend him. <laughs> but it's like, I didn't care until they started targeting my mom and my grandmother for disagreeing with them. Right. Like there was a post that my mom put out where um, they had one of, on Easter Sunday, they had one of those drive through church services, which meant these people got in their cars parked six feet apart from each other and listened on the radio or something at the same time of the sermon, never being in anyone's airspace whatsoever where they could get sick. Right. Mm -hmm. And police were ticketing them. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, well, this isn't right. And she was, and this guy popped onto her Facebook and said, no, they should all be, they should all be ticketed. They should all go to jail. We need to flatten the curve, and these idiots are blah, blah. And my mom's like, what's happening? And he said something about thinking about Trump being out of office every day. He was another one of those. Oh, my God. Imagine being such a effing pussy <laughs> that you go on, like, a middle-aged woman's right. Facebook to start spouting that shit and saying, we need to flatten the curve. You, you pussy. 
Oh my god! And so, so my and he put up the meme of uh, Charlie from It's Always Sunny with Pepe Silvia in the background. You know the c- c- conspiracy mm-hmm. guy meme, and uh, she was like, "Well, you know, at least he's because my mom isn't the big. She's she's a Trump fan because she hates the left, which you know mm-hmm. I understand that. I yeah, she, I, I get it. <laughs> she said something like, "You know, at least it wasn't Hillary." And he goes, "Oh, that's so original." Oh, this dude sounds like the worst. <laughs> hey, not to derail your little story here, Sorry. but I have to, I have a bone to pick with you. Do it. So a couple episodes ago, I mentioned something about how uh, I saw on It's Always Sunny, a they were doing like a, a pyramid scheme and she had it turned around into a funnel and Frank was like, turn it around. It's a pyramid. And you were like, no, that happened on the office, dude. I just saw. Yeah. Yeah. It must've happened on both. Cause I just saw the episode the other day. So, you know, no, I'll tell you what happened. Get your I had shit watched together. The, I had watched that episode <laughs> literally two days before we recorded. And I was like, it happened on the office, but I haven't yeah, watched well, all of it's always sunny recently. Just the latest season. Yeah, we, we've been rewatching that to kind of, you know, we, we've been specifically looking for comedies lately to kind of get away from all this nonsense. So oh, we've yeah. been rewatching that. And last night we saw the one, one of my favorite episodes ever where Mac and Dennis move out to the suburbs. Did you right. ever see that? The Mac and cheese. <laughs> the Mac and cheese. And they, I loved, I didn't remember this from the episode, but throughout throughout the entire episode, they, you keep seeing them in this house and like trash just keeps piling up higher and higher. And they have this room that's just <laughs> filled with trash bags. And it's got like air fresheners taped all over the walls <laughs> and stuff. And they're like losing their minds and they're going nuts. And they never mention anything about the trash, like in any dialogue. <laughs> it's just throughout the episode, you see it piling higher and higher. That show, man. And then there was the other one that I think was right before it, where it was like the 80s throwback to when they were at like the ski resort. Right. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, yeah. I've seen all of them. Oh, man. So, (laughs) so good. It's been good to like watch stuff like that and try and get our minds off of all this nonsense that's going on. Well, Uh, (laughs) yeah, I've been doing that, too. But what I did is I downloaded every episode of Impractical Jokers and I watched all of them. And there are eight seasons of that, by the way. We have Hulu Live for for our TV, and it's just basically constantly on True TV in the background. <laughs> so we've seen every episode like a hundred times because that basically True TV is the Impractical Jokers channel. <laughs> but yeah, I, I downloaded each and every one of those, and I I watched them over the last few weeks, and then I watched the movie. I'm so sad that it's gone because that's like I know we're talking about it again, but. That's one of those shows that's just like joy, you know, mm-hmm. like you just laugh and it's just light and it's fun. You know, I mean, like yep. I, I love a lot of other comedy shows, but like there's no tragedy in Impractical Jokers. Yeah. You know, there's no turning dark things light. It's literally like, hey, mustache. <laughs> yeah. I And I feel like that's why they have become so popular, because it's like. They don't, they also, they don't shove politics down your throat, you know, like it's just goofy nonsense for a half hour and it feels good, you know? Yes, it's, that's, and that's it. I, 
and now I'm sad that I don't have any more. But uh, I think you, you saying, you know, they don't shove politics down your throat. That is so important to me at this point, because, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not the guy who's look, out there looking for libertarian shows. I don't want to I don't want to think about politics when I'm watching TV unless it's making fun of and satirizing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I totally agree. And tonight, before we recorded this episode, uh, my wife and I watched that movie, The Hunt. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. So I was like, we we were just looking for anything to put on TV. Um, And we had that. And I like wasn't particularly interested in seeing it. Um, because, because I knew that there was like a lot of political stuff in it, but yeah. it was so refreshing to watch <laughs> it and see that they were taking swipes. If anything, it was more you know, like they were, they were criticizing the left more than the right, but they yeah. were taking swipes at both sides. And it was like, I'm just so used to entertainment coming out of Hollywood being so one-sided that it was like really, really fun to watch something where they made fun of the left for once. Right. I mean, and it was it was a fun movie to watch. Like I, I got mm-hmm. to the end of it and I was like, some weird choices here. Like uh, Nate, uh, Ethan Suppley, uh, the guy who played the the podcaster, that kind of the Alex Jones type, mm-hmm. he he mm-hmm. just ran away at some point and was gone. Like yeah. he didn't die on screen. He didn't. I was just he just kind of ran off, and I was like, yeah. Why, yeah, that's why? a good point. I didn't think about that with like the the Croatians or whatever. Yeah, like why yeah. did they not tie up his story at all? Yeah, good point. I was just like, good point, because I had point. to rewind it because I was like, did he die and I just missed it? But you no, know, he just ran away. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I've I've loved that they released because at first they released the Hunt, um, Emma, uh, that new Disney movie. Was it onward, upward, something like that? Inward, upward. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's something like that. But they released a few things, and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." They're going to release more stuff during this time period. But then that was it. It was Mm -hmm. like I I was excited for nothing. I was like, "This could have been like the digital film revolution during this time," Mm -hmm. and they were just like, "No, no, no, we'll just wait." I want to say there was something that came out early that we watched, but now now I can't recall what it was. Well, I mean, um, the the hunt wasn't supposed to be out for streaming for a while. Maybe neither that's was, it. Maybe that's what. Neither was the Invisible Man. Oh, that's what. That's actually what it was. We watched the Invisible Man uh, a week or two ago. But like, uh, what's what you call it? Uh, the one with um, Scarlett Johansson, the Marvel movie, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to come out like the first week of May, maybe, and they pushed it off till November. Yeah, I saw some headlines about that. I, to be honest, I kind of I tune that stuff out because I'm kind of over the superhero yeah. movies. I, well, I think um, they, I think they ended with that that uh, what's it called uh, Endgame. I feel like I don't mm-hmm. need any more after that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I would actually be interested to see like if they left all of the existing characters alone for a while and they just focused on like rebooting um x-men because those were so yeah. poorly done for so or fantastic long. four yeah fantastic four like i think would be really John cool krasinski in as mr fantastic yeah we'll watch that all day but that, that was the thing like can you imagine how many subscribers to disney plus 
there would suddenly be if they released Black Widow. Oh, I know. Overnight, there would they would they would quadruple their subscribers for sure. Right. And it's um, like, why aren't you doing this? Another one that when I was a kid, so I, I wasn't like I was I was into comic books for the art, but I like very very rarely actually read them. I just <laughs> I loved the art of them. But um, the one that I was super into when I was a kid was Daredevil. Yeah. So, like, I know that they got the rights back to that character um, from Netflix, from that TV yeah. show. So, like, if they do something with Daredevil, I'm I'm all in. But, you I think know, he's going to show yeah. up in a Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I had read that theory that um, he might be, what's his name's lawyer in one of the future movies. That would actually be great. Yeah, like, any... if. If he shows up in any movie, I'm there like at the theater to see it because like that was that's just like my childhood. I I don't know why I loved that character when <laughs> I was a kid. I even I I probably shouldn't admit this, but I'm probably the only person in America that owns the Ben Affleck version <laughs> on Amazon Prime. The uh the director's cut Ben Affleck version. <laughs> And it's still, even when I, the, even the first time I saw it, I was like, this is bad, but I don't care because I just <laughs> love this character so much. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, how, because the, at the end of the last Spider-Man movie, I don't know if you saw that, mm -hmm. but, um, J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson, uh, let out that Peter Parker was Spider-Man and that he had killed, uh, Mysterio, Quentin Beck. Mm -hmm. How awesome would it be if in the third movie, Spider-Man's dealing with trying to prove his innocence with, mm -hmm. I mean, it couldn't get better than that. Yeah. With Daredevil. And don't they have a history in the comic books of like oh, yeah. teaming up periodically? Yeah. So, I mean, they, they yeah, share some know. of the same villains. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, huge mm -hmm. Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. What a great performance. Yeah, I, I didn't really care for him uh, before that, but um, that in that show, I was I was all in. Yeah, like the the thing before that that I gave a crap that he was in was the first Men in Black movie when he paid, played Edgar oh, the Roach, <laughs> the sugar water guy yeah. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> what a ridiculous movie. <laughs> yeah, but so it's I love that. I I actually love like 90s nostalgia for some reason so like yeah. anything that i can go back and watch and just reminds me of being a kid in the 90s i like <laughs> automatically you know like gets gets a um you know five point boost on my rating scale so yeah uh men in black was was awesome um trying to think of other 90s movies that i really like to rewatch, uh, like mall rats it's like such a bad stupid movie but i i watch it <laughs> over and over again you know what we need to address the elephant in the room though what's that joe exotic oh yeah yeah <laughs> i i'll tell you what i have not finished the series yet really yeah i, I kind of i lost it lost steam for me um yeah. i'm i probably only have like one or two episodes left but i just never finished it well i i, I went on there because i was going to watch it because i watched it by myself and my wife hasn't watched it yet and I was going to go start it with her. And I noticed they dropped another episode, like an episode eight or something. Like, mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, they put another episode. Why did they do that? Um, but yeah, apparently Joel McHale is interviewing some of the people from the 
the movie. Oh, Joe, Joe McHale's hilarious. He's that great. might be worth watching, actually. Yeah. But that's what's so funny. Like, I enjoyed Tiger King. I really did. And I enjoyed laughing at it and just seeing whatever the hell it was. Like, that, that show, what kept me watching was the how do you give me another what the fuck moment. Mm-hmm. Because there was always another what, what is happening right now? Yeah. How is this a thing? But we don't yeah. have to get into that. I just kind of wanted to... To, to mention it <laughs> yeah I, it's it's weird how like it just it it released in tandem with the lockdowns so right. it just like overnight became like a cultural phenomenon to the point that like i if if we didn't have these lockdowns i don't know that it would have yeah i don't know people just had nothing to do i mean trump they even brought it up to trump in a press conference or something didn't they and said yeah, well, no, to pardon him yeah and he was like he was like yeah I'll look into it <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so ridiculous it's so what's i think what's fun about the show is like you see these characters these these different weird people like the what's his name uh, uh the one who would like managed joe exotic zoo the guy without legs and mm-hmm. you you watch the first episode and you're like, that dude, of course he works there. He got both of his legs bitten off by tigers. And it's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had nothing to do with it. And it's like, how? But then there's the yeah. girl who got her arm bitten off by a tiger and she went to work, what, the next week? Yeah. Yeah. She, she was, was like, insane. Yeah. she couldn't wait to get back there and get back to work. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. And then the truckloads of like expired meat from Walmart. <laughs> it was like there there was always some new twist that you could not see coming. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a bizarre show. Well, and it's like the uh remember that show that last their last documentary series that really went wide was um Making a Murderer. Mhm. Yeah. Which I watched the first one and was that was riveting, but then the second one dropped and I was like, "Nah." <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I I think I watched maybe the first episode of the second one, and I, uh, I just couldn't get like, into it. What more do they have to say? Yeah, but the first one did like it. It gripped me. Like I was yeah. I. That was one of the few shows in my life that I feel like I kind of binge watched i didn't watch it all in one day but like faster than any other show i've ever watched yeah well and that's i think that uh tiger king had it been released in a normal time it would have started off small and then there would have been like a, a slow cult build mm-hmm. of people really watching it but it just that timing of let's put this weird weird ass show out and people were just like i have nothing to do yeah yeah, it was it was perfect time. What's funny was I was watching it and I was like, why do I know this guy? Why do I know this oh. weirdo's face? It's uh-huh. like I should not know this guy at all, but like I recognized him. And then yeah. eventually they got to the place where they were like, oh, well, you know, he he ran for governor and then he ran for president and he ran for governor and he was on this this episode of uh, John Oliver. And I was like, oh, he's that guy. <laughs> I know. And I love that they're all calling themselves libertarians, too. Right. That's, that's real great. For well, and what's, what's funny is they, the guy that was libertarian that like ran his campaign, mm-hmm. 
I mean, he had the best line of the show, which was when he was like, the, you know, the, the FBI or whatever. The F- feds came to me and they were like, you're either with us or you're with Joe. And he's like, but I'm a libertarian, so technically, fuck the feds. <laughs> and I was like, that's a kind of good line. I wish you'd remove the technically. But yeah. I mean, come on. We, you <laughs> the know. technically is what makes it great. <laughs> I like, loved that. I actually didn't see the line. I, I just saw a screen cap of it. Yeah. And I, I cracked up. It's, it's like, <laughs> the technically is the best part. But it's it's funny because he's been on some libertarian podca- podcasts now. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. And then I started seeing GoFundMes, like different ones, and Facebook donation pages set up to get him counseling. Which, I mean, Why? there's good reason. Well, I don't know if you've gotten to the part where Joe the guy shot him. husband shot himself in the head. Yeah, right in front of him. Yeah, between that and working with Joe Exotic, he like uh, I think I forget who it was. There was some libertarian podcast chick that was like, "We had him on, and we're running this GoFundMe so that he can get counseling." And then I saw him posting from his Facebook because I found him on Facebook uh, his own Facebook donation page to get counseling, and like I, I just kept I kept seeing different ones. And I was like, oh, he's really going to capitalize off of this. That's fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, whatever. Good for what him. Was, but what I, was I don't understand the counseling thing. Yeah. But what was funny was he had to clean up his Facebook because people started finding him. So mm-hmm. um, I got on his Facebook. The first time that I got on his Facebook, in his uh, little description, the About Me section or whatever, it said in it, Proud Democrat. And if you scrolled down his page a little bit, you'd see these little things about how he, I think it was Warren that he wanted Mm -hmm. or something. Like he was a Warren supporter. And then I, like the next day I saw the, the, the chick post the GoFundMe. And then I went back to his Facebook and then it said proud libertarian at the top. Ugh. And it was like, I didn't see some of the same posts and I was like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had heard, I think, from somebody in our secret group that he was a Warren supporter, but I never really yeah. went to, you know. Yeah, because I was, I was like, this, I mean, like, I am all about supporting people that need help and mutual aid and all that. But it's like when I saw the the shift on the Facebook page, I was like, yeah, not for me. You're not going to get, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't trust you're going to go to counseling. The that show was a a fun diversion for a little while, but you know, now what? <laughs> <laughs> this shit is still going on. It is. I, I'll tell you what I've been doing. I've What's been, that? I've been just dumping ridiculous amounts of time into Xbox because, like, I I don't know. It's just like it distracts me from all this nonsense. But the ironic thing is that. The game that I've been playing the most is called Division Two, mm-hmm. and it's about a pandemic <laughs> being unleashed in New York City and the subsequent collapse of society and all of these like, you know, different factions and gangs that rise up that you got to fight. So it's like my escape is basically the <laughs> digital version of where our world is heading right now. I was thinking about that the other day because... Uh, there were several pandemic movies that were made. I mean, besides the zombie ones, like uh, what's mm-hmm. it called? Contagion and uh, you know, Outbreak. 
yeah, there were a couple different movies that were like the pandemic movies and, oh, it's so scary when this stuff happens. And now I feel like pandemic movies are just not going to be interesting for at least 30 years. Because people yeah. are going to be like, no, I remember the pandemic. I was at home in my underwear drinking yeah. wine yeah. at 9, 8, um, 9 a.m. the whole time. We we actually watched Outbreak uh, last weekend. I had never seen it before. And we just we kind of had it on in the background. So I was, you know, half paying attention because it is now showing up as, you know, one of the top movies on Netflix. Because I guess people are all of a sudden <laughs> craving pandemic entertainment. I don't know. I, I read that the guy who directed Contagion is going to be on some board deciding when Hollywood will get back to work after the pandemic. Was it Soderbergh? Yes, yes, Soderbergh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that in a headline, and I saw um, I saw Ryan Reynolds apparently responded to, to that article by saying, hey, I played a medical student in 1998 on a sitcom called Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. <laughs> Let me know if you need any of my expertise. <laughs> it's just... It's just ludicrous. And like yeah. there's this there was this kid. Uh there's some singer. I don't I, I've only heard his name. I've never listened to any of his music. Uh Charlie Puth. I don't know if you know that name. No. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it's, made up, quite frankly. Yeah, but he I, I saw some article came up. Like, I'm getting like I need to turn off my news apps because literally all of them are just stupid crap that annoy me now instead of make me laugh or make me mad. Uh, but this guy, this kid, wrote something. I forget what it was, but it was like, you know, we're going to we're going to defeat COVID nineteen, and once we're done, life is going to be so beautiful, and we're going to uh, be so much more grateful for it. And I was like, tell that to the people who all just lost the businesses they built, all the people yeah. who no longer have jobs, who are going to be going into a recession later. Shut up, yeah. you rich bitch. Like. I what know you, that you, you stupid child <laughs> that that's what has been that has been driving me crazy. So somebody that we know <clears throat> uh, within the last week, I believe, said, um, you know, I'm fine with giving up some of my liberties or whatever right now to try and flatten this curve. And it's like, like, listen, you are still working. You're working from home. You make a ton of, you make much more money than, than me and my wife make. You're living comfortably in Chicago, like in, in a nice house. And you're just kind of hanging out in your lockdown uh, neighborhood with your family, but you're still working and earning money. Tell that, that you're okay giving up your liberties to all the people that are now like terrified that they can't pay their bills, they can't pay their rent, they can't pay their mortgage, they're filing for unemployment. It's so selfish of you to be like, yeah, I'm fine with it. Think about the other people that this is affecting. Drives me nuts, man. And as 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 we're talking about this, I just got a notification that Patton Oswalt the the it's Patton Oswalt, but the um the the headline is this rich Hollywood star mocks protesters seeking to reopen the economy. Open Fuddruckers. Oh, oh God, I can't stand him. Since you mentioned your disdain, your disdain for celebrity culture and celebrities, mm -hmm. I've noticed that I have the same thing. 
Yeah, man. Like I'm mad all the time. <laughs> yeah. So like I, I actually post, I actually typed up a post on Facebook today and then just decided not to post it because I, I don't want to interact with anybody right now. But um, <laughs> basically what I said was the cringiest thing about this whole pandemic is all of these celebrities that are just desperate to remain relevant and like just constantly putting putting their selfie cameras on and talking into the camera and posting it on social media. It's like they're just so desperate that people don't forget them. And right, it's like, like that imagine just, video. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I I I would never um you know, criticize somebody for their amount of success. Like if, if you make yeah. millions of dollars, like that's awesome. And you have your, your own mansion and you know, whatever, like good for you, but like have a little bit of self-awareness of like what's going on, you know, have, with the rest of the country and like where, how people view, you know, what you have and how people are kind of envious of what you have while they are like panicking about whether or not they can pay their mortgage this month. You know, right. it's like just have some back perspective. Off of yeah. For God's sake. Like, what was it? Who's that really annoying female rapper that everyone's always calling trash? Um, the annoying female what? Rapper that everyone's always oh, saying is trash. That That is so out of my wheelhouse, dude. It's, it's, out of, <laughs> it's out of mine, too. I can't remember her name for my life. But she did a live stream in her mansion complaining about having to eat cereal because of the lockdown. Oh, God. And I'm like, screw you. <laughs> Whatever your name is. Cereal is my wife's favorite part of the day. It's like she has it for dessert <laughs> at night and she has to have me... Like, I have to be like, listen, you've already had two bowls. If you have a third one, you're going to feel sick and you're going to regret it. <laughs> I have to be the voice of reason for her. Like, so so this this millionaire rapper is bitching about having to eat cereal. But like, that's our luxury is yeah. cereal for dessert. <laughs> but it's like it's all of these people like I early on, I was like, who are they going to trot out to make this thing seem as legit as possible? And who was it? Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. Who, <laughs> after his reaction to Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes, I, I just feel like I've, I've been right about Tom Hanks being a secret pedophile for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you. <laughs> his reaction, dude, was so... Like, dude, if someone yeah. makes fun of Hollywood for being full of pedophiles, you have to laugh. Otherwise, you look like you're complicit. Yeah, exactly. How dare you speak about Hollywood celebrities in this way? <laughs> because I was just like, okay, no, I was right. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I'm so, I have been sick of, you know, like I said, celebrity culture and Hollywood for years and years now. I mean... As far back as me being a conservative, as opposed to a republic, as opposed to a, a libertarian, I have been sick and tired of Hollywood culture. But this has just taken it to a whole new level, and freaking like I, I, the Pat Oswalt thing that pisses me off to no end because again, it's like people are out there protesting. And like you have to understand that a lot of these people that are protesting the lockdown are desperate because they have their businesses shut down, you asshole. Right. 
these people don't know if they can pay their bills this month and you are sitting there making fun of them and saying, telling everybody how ridiculous they are for wanting their businesses to be opened back up. You, oh God, he is such a fat little piece of shit pussy <laughs> troll. I could, dude, if there was one celebrity I could clock in the face with no repercussions, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I, we get it. Nap, you know, non-aggression principle. Yeah, I don't care about yeah. that for a second. If there if was one allowed. celebrity that I could clock in the face, he would definitely be in my top five. Yeah, he and David Cross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> David Cross. There was um, there was like a, a debate with a bunch of celebrities. And I remember Dave Smith was on the panel and so was David Cross. And Dave Smith... Dave Smith is such a a bright guy. I mean, like he really knows his stuff and he really knows, you know, Rothbardian philosophy inside and out. And I remember, you know, just because the nature of, you know, him being in in ground zero in New York and, and this talking in front of this liberal audience, I remember every time Dave Smith spoke, it's like you could almost like you could hear the the entire audience just dismissing him. And like, sometimes they would like gasp and be like, how dare yeah. he say that? And then David Cross would speak and he would say the dumbest shit. <laughs> and people would be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just can't stand that guy. He thinks he's so much smarter than he really is. Well, and that's the thing is like used to, I would get, somewhat excited if I like you know as a Christian if I saw someone in Hollywood that was Christian I'd get excited or uh, later on like when uh, what's his name Kurt Russell said he was a libertarian and I was like oh that's mm-hmm. exciting and then I like probably two or two years ago I was like you know I hate it when I see the leftists and you know these people go out and talk about their what they think should be done and how they think the government should run things this that or the other or they're just their politics. And I'm always like, shut the hell up. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And yet I had this double standard and I'm like, you know what? Screw Kurt Russell too. I don't care what he thinks either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I, I know. I, it's, I do have, um, you know, I, I can't help it when, when somebody comes, when a celebrity comes out and says something that I agree with, I can't help but feel a little bit like, yeah, all right, finally, somebody, yeah. somebody, you know, speaking my kind of language. But I do have a respect for the celebrities who you, you don't know what their politics are. And right. on top of that, they are actively like, Hollywood needs to shut up. Like, uh, yeah. like Mark Wahlberg, you know, like he's, he's come out, I think a couple times and been like celebrities just need to shut up about politics and Ricky Gervais, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I I really want them all to shut up for multiple reasons. One, you know, like I I should have the same standard for everyone, you know, shut up about politics. But two, these people are pinheads. Yeah. Like they legitimately made a video singing a John Lennon song and thought that that was going to bring people's moods up yeah. instead of just becoming a meme. While while they are on their cameras in their huge mansions. It's like, right. <laughs> you absolute morons. Um, I actually, I know that this has been bothering you for a long time because I remember 
probably at least a year ago, maybe two, I remember you saying something on Facebook and um, it was it was in regards to some of the Marvel actors and you were like, I just wish Chris Evans would shut up. I want to like him, you know? <laughs> yeah, shut up. Like there's a video that keeps coming up in my suggested with Chris Evans and it's like he talks about silly things, silly thing, Donald Trump tweets. And I was like, fuck. Shut yeah. up, Captain America. Just pretend, just pretend to be a super soldier and shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to know. I don't yeah. care. Because, like I said, I they're all pinheads. They're all, I mean, they're either, they're either idiots, which a lot of them are, or they, they, they're, they have the agenda. They're part of the agenda. And so mm -hmm. it's like, I don't want to hear anything from you at all ever but so first off we were going to try to get people's minds off the the coronavirus but we just talked about it the whole time did you notice that oh yeah i noticed that that's actually why i started talking about tv at one point but it just kept going back <laughs> yeah whatever so we failed but let, let me ask you this um you can give me one or three or whatever what are the best things that have come from your time since the coronavirus hit us. Oh, shit. Put me on the spot. <laughs> um, well, I, so I, I have to preface this. Yeah. Division for sure. I have to preface this with, um, I, my lifestyle has not changed a whole lot. Um, yeah. you know, cause we both myself and my wife, we work from home anyway. So when we go out, it's just to go to the grocery store basically, or to go yep. get something to eat. So, the one thing that I will say is that we, so we used to, before this whole thing, we used to go out and eat a lot, like yeah. to, at restaurants. And, um, you know, it, obviously that's, that costs a lot of money. So like, because we've been locked in, we've been making our own meals a lot more, which has been actually pretty nice to not only be saving that money, but to, you know, be eating normal food more often. Right. Um, the other thing is, you know, throughout the the panic last week of, oh, no, our is our income going to dry up? We decided to kind of like go through our finances and create a budget and <laughs> not not so much a strict budget, but kind of eliminate, you know, any unnecessary spending. And it was one of those things where it's like like my wife didn't even know, for instance, that she was signed up for Kindle Unlimited, which is like <laughs> 10 bucks a month. So so like there was all kinds of stuff like that that we um, that we were able to to kind of cut out. And I guess the last thing you said, give you three things. That's, that's um, one, three, whatever. <laughs> uh, OK, well, there there is actually something that that I think has been kind of cool, which is that my family, like I said, my family lives they all live up in Pittsburgh still. I'm the only one in South Carolina. And we have done a couple of those uh, Zoom meetings with the whole family, which yeah. has been really nice because I don't, I don't, you know, I see them once a year when, when they come down for family vacation. And this year that might not happen. So, um, yeah, that's been cool to, to see my family. Oh, yeah. I mean, th that was one of those things that, um, like, the Zoom meetings are, are great. People are doing that a lot. But I... I started doing game nights. I know that you are asleep when I do them, but for the group, because, you know, there are a lot of people that are in our group or 
that are just anywhere that right now are more isolated than they've ever been. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, if I can create a space for it started out as conversation, then I downloaded some Jackbox games. But if, if I can create a space where people can hang out and have a little plus in their mental health, like that's great. There are a lot of people that are very sad and depressed right now, and people are acting yeah. like they shouldn't be, or they shouldn't be frustrated that they're not working, or whatever. And I'm like, hey, let's let's play some games where we say dirty words for for an hour, and it, yeah, it's great. Uh, I would say best things for me was one, I got out of the cold. I'm no <laughs> longer cold. <laughs> um, I can ride my motorcycle anytime I want. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pennsylvania. That's not a, that's not a year round activity. (laughs) No, I can, I can just ride my motorcycle if I want to with my Trump bucks today. I, uh, popped by cause I I don't know if you know this, I'm sure you do, but we have a couple snakes, some ball pythons. (laughs) Yeah. I'm well aware because I'm terrified (laughs) of snakes. So whenever you bring it up, I'm like, what is he doing? I was I was actually terrified of them at first, and then I was like, you know, they're actually kind of cool. And now I love them. But ugh, today I ugh. went to the I found because I had to leave my snakes up in Pennsylvania, and so I'm gonna have them sent back down to me. the uh, The guy who provides my um, feeder rats uh, was able to hold on to them for me for a little bit. But, oh my god, so- I can't handle this. <laughs> So today I went to the breeder and I bought a little rack system so that I don't have to use the big giant tanks anymore because they take up too much space and it's a pain in the ass to make everything stay steady. And I bought a little rack system with three. So, and I also picked up a, a new snake today. So nice. Well, I, yeah, dude, like I, I, when I tell you that I'm terrified of snakes, I don't, I don't mean like, I don't like snakes. I mean, like I have like a real primal fear <laughs> so like it's deep down it's like rooted in my dna like i i can't stand them it's like you know people don't like spiders or whatever and stuff i'm fine with everything else but snakes i just there's i feel like in a past life i must have like died you know from <laughs> a, a venomous snake bite or something because i can't handle them oh man i well that's the thing touching the first one was a real I had to get over that hump but Mm -hmm. now I I, you know I'm a lot better but I I just they're so easy and they I I, ball pythons come in a lot of different really interesting colors Mm -hmm. and so I mean it's it's they're just kind of cool and they're very docile and I've never I I bet one yeah I bet that there's like it's a familiarity thing like if I was around normal kind of you know snakes like yours like docile snakes I'd probably be much more comfortable like with the thought of them, but like I've, I've never really been around them and around here in Charleston, we have like, you know, what are they called? Copperheads or whatever, like the super venomous, you know, and, um, rattlesnakes and, and shit. And like, I just, oh my God. (laughs) Well, I, I would rather like I've held, I held a tarantula once and I'll, I'll never do that again. I hate spiders. Like I would, I hate it, but that's fine. I I would be more comfortable with that. (laughs) One of the things that I hate, I'm not afraid of, I can pick them up and do what I need to do. But one of the things that I hate, and it's weird, mind you, why I hate them. But, um, besides 
personal experience in the last house, but rodents, mice. Mm. I'm not scared of them. I'm not, it's nothing like that. But I swear to God, if their little tiny feet touch me, <laughs> I'm so freaking skeeved out, dude. I hate things with tiny feet. Oh, that's like, strange. It is strange. <laughs> and what, and you know what, when that started, the tarantula I held. Ah. The feeling of that weirded me out so much that like I can't deal with anything similar. And those hmm. little stupid feet, like it's, I'm sharing something deeply personal with you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate things with little feet. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, that that's strange. You know, a lot of people I feel like are are this way with cats too. In fact, you know what? Um, impractical jokers didn't they both have punishments? Q and Sal. Q was with they tarantulas. tied him down and put tarantulas all over him because he's terrified of spiders. And yeah. Sal, they put like kittens and stuff all <laughs> yeah. over him, and he was like sweating bullets through. <laughs> it's like with. The, like the first round of kittens that they put on him too were like so cute. They were like yeah. little baby kittens. And I would have been down for that. Yeah. But like, <laughs> if like it's but it's it's strange. And I've, I've I told my wife this. I was like, I don't like their little feet. I hate it. I don't want them touching me. And it I just can't. And she's like, that is weird. And then we started feeding the the rats to the snakes or the mice to the snakes. And she held one in her hand. And she was like, Oh no no no! I get that. I get that. Please get it off of me. <laughs> I hate them. Yeah, I hate them I, more than I hate the government. Maybe it's because I had like little tiny, like a weird breed of hamsters when I was a kid. They don't, they don't bother me. There's little bastards bit though. And it hurt. <laughs> those things, those things sucked. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty cool with most stuff, but snakes if i ever if i ever see you guys down in florida you'll have to uh show me your snakes and i'll see if i can handle picking one up yeah well, but i doubt I, it i like i said now <laughs> as soon as i get my other two down here i have three um but the newest one that i got is like i have one bitch and i would never let you near that one she's <laughs> she can be sweet at times but one's just a straight up bitch and so you don't want to mess with her but mm -hmm. the other two like they do not give a give a crap. They just want you to pick them up and let them coil around you and crap like. Oh, that. that's funny. That's funny. Like they're and it's weird that they have different personalities like that. Yeah, I treat them all exactly the same. Yeah, that's what's like that kind of surprised me when you started describing them as though they have individual personalities. I mean, they. I mean, they're they're very primitive creatures, but it's just weird because one of them, like. You you open up the the enclosure and she's like you are gonna fuck off now or what? Oh God, <laughs> I can't, ha dude. I'm like sweating right now. I can't. <laughs> I, I yeah. it's a it's like a like I said it's like a deeply rooted thing with me. I just I can't handle them. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> understandable thing. Like I said, when I first when I first saw them. I went to a pet store and I was like, oh, snakes are kind of interesting. I, you know, I really wish I liked them and wanted to have them because it's such an interesting pet, you know? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And if you do it right, which isn't very hard, they're so easy. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to do much of anything. They poop like maybe once a week, once every two weeks. 
they eat once a week. Like it's, it's, they're they're simple, but it's like, I I went into the pet smart and the lady was like, Oh, you want to hold it? And I was like, Nope. And she was like, no, I mean, they're, they're very sweet. And I'm like, are you sure? And then I held it and I was like, okay, I'll I'll take this one. (laughs) It it probably just makes you feel like a badass. (laughs) Like I'm holding it, like makes you feel powerful. Because you know that normal people are are freaked out. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I could never translate it to spiders, though. Because my wife was like, maybe we should get a tarantula. And I'm like, maybe you oh, should God. divorce me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I <laughs> spiders don't really bother me, but I, like, I'm like i not going to keep one as a pet. What are you no. out of your mind? No. <laughs> I don't know. It, like I live, we have uh, four animals in this house and it's like the complete opposite end of the spectrum from what you guys are talking about we have two giant fluffy sheep dogs one of them is 115 pounds and uh they're just like big huge teddy bears and then we have two cats which you know one of them can can sometimes be kind of a dick but like as far as cats go they're probably the coolest cats i've ever met like they're pretty like relaxed and they don't get too bitchy so like we have like you know, big fluffy fat animals in this house. <laughs> nothing with scales, nothing with eight legs. We've we've had dogs, and one of the problems with why we don't have any of the dogs that we have either looked at because we there were two dogs that we had like the trial run with with the Humane mm-hmm. Society, and both of those dogs literally tore down a door in our apartment, like mm-hmm. two different apartments, two different doors, and so we were like, Jeez. nah. On those, but the last, the we had, uh, so we've had bad experiences. One of them was when we were in uh, Alabama, and the uh, apartment complex was sold to a new company with a zero pets policy, and they didn't let anyone know that until we had to get something fixed, and instead of coming in. The handyman saw the dog, left, called the the property owner, Ugh. and then I got something taped to my door the next day saying that I had three days to get rid of the dog or we had we were going to be evicted. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. And so, and then the next one, it was, it was pretty similar. The, we were, it was actually more like we, we were moving. It was when we moved up to Pennsylvania and, um we had this lovely little dog named Harley and uh, we were going to bring her up with us, but the, the guy who owned the property that we ha- that we were, go- we were going up to there was like, Oh yeah, you can have a dog. We like dogs. Yeah. yeah. And then his, um, his boss, which I, I get, I don't understand how this works because it was his house. Like he owned the house or maybe it's his partner. I don't know. But he goes, no, 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 no dogs. You you cannot bring it. And we'd already signed the lease. Oh man. So before we left, we had, we luckily we found, uh, one of them was the daughter of a customer of mine, like a very good customer that I knew well. And so, and the other one was a nice lady who did, um, rescues for pit bulls, which was our first one was a uh, she wasn't really even a pit bull. She was like a Dalmatian mix. She just mm. had some bully features. And so no one would take her mm. that we knew. Uh, but yeah, that's why we don't have dogs. Yeah. And that, yeah. I, I mean, it sounds like you value 
kind of low maintenance pets anyway and dogs can be a lot oh, yeah. of work so i mean like our like sheep dogs man they are just filled with energy all the time my big one he's getting a little older now so he's starting to slow down a little bit he's um he's he's gonna turn six years old so he's not quite the ball of energy that he used to be but yeah i can't imagine having these dogs if we didn't have a, a decent sized backyard you know fenced in for them to run around um, yeah, I also think part of it is because, you know, now we have a fenced in backyard, so it's a lot lower when it comes to maintenance, just mm-hmm. let them out and we can go. But one of the issues that I've had is like my wife and everyone else will really latch on to the, like have a good relationship with the dog and love the dog. And I'm like, I love the dog in the sense that I, you know, lo- I like dogs. I want them to be taken care of. I want them to be treated humanely, all of that. But since I had a dog from a puppy when I was a kid and grew up with him. Like, I think I have to have a puppy to be really in love with a dog. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think I, and that's the same thing. Like this, the snakes that I've gotten, I've always, I've gotten them as babies. I could have gotten bigger ones, but mm-hmm. you know, I, that's part of it for me is like, I, I want to raise this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Both of our sheep dogs were tiny, tiny when we got them. Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, they're like, they're like our kids. Like we, yeah. we don't have any kids. So these are our kids and like, yeah, our life revolves around them. So, uh, yeah, super attached to them. I, I will always have dogs, I think, you know, for the rest yeah, of I my think, life. I think once we buy a house, we'll do it again. Or mm-hmm. once I, once we decide to buy a puppy, we'll do it. But it's like, I love, I loved the dogs. I wanted to take care of the dogs, but it was just like. I wasn't crying when we had to let them go, but everyone else was. And, you know, that was the emotion that I reacted to Mm -hmm. more so because I'm just like, you know, it's for me, it was just kind of a thing that ran around with my kids. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the the last dog I had, I was like, I love that dog. Like you show me pictures of my childhood dog. I might still tear up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I get that. (laughs) But yeah. So I think that people have probably had enough of listening, listening to us talk about snakes and dogs. Yeah. Things with time. I've had enough. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is so far past my bedtime. I'm ready to to call it quits. (laughs) All right. Well, in that case, uh, thank you to everyone who's listened and, uh, you know, we're back. Oh, by the way, tomorrow, probably yesterday when I actually, release this uh was the the anniversary of the burning of waco so i'm gonna push out those episodes of the red pills again because it's a good time to do it so if you haven't listened to those yet go back episodes i i'm not even gonna try to remember um i think it's like episode 35 and then 39 through 41 listen to those it's a good time to listen to them um uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, check out all the other shows on the network. You know them. If you don't, go to mlganetwork.com and check them out. Send us an email at thisismlga at mlganetwork.com. Tweet us. Try to find us on Facebook. You, you, you probably, you might. I don't know. Don't know how good you are. Chuck looks like a, what, what, what animation do you have now? An alien? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I outing you? I got nothing. No, no, I got nothing clever to say back to that. So I will just (laughs) stick with. Yeah. (laughs) All right. 
Uh, thank you guys so much. Have a good week. Uh, don't drink too much and stay sane. Yeah.